This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Hello, Allison. I'm so glad uh, to talk with you today. Today, you know, folks need a couple of weeks to to get your ideas ready for decorating your vehicle for Halloween or maybe a harvest festival that's coming up in October. Have you ever trunk or treated? Do you dress your car up like a bat or have you put reindeer antlers on it at Christmas time? We want you to share your creative ideas and especially your fails. We want to hear what not to do, but we also want to take your vehicle repair question calls. Allison, do you have you ever decorated your car for um, a parade or for driving or for a holiday? I personally have not, but on the way back from Washington, D.C. that I went to um, a couple weekends ago, I did see a Jeep drive by that had skeletons all in the Jeep, and it was he had all the doors and the top off and everything. And then when we got to the front of the vehicle, he had a skeleton attached to the front of the Jeep, and it looked really awesome. I put it on my personal Facebook page, and it was really, really funny looking. And uh, and he had everything secured down really good, so it was it was it was really funny. But I personally have not done it. I might do it this year because I'm going to a couple of trunk or treat events on on Halloween. So we'll see. Well, and you know that's the thing with with the COVID, uh, people are saying you know it might not be good to go up to people's houses to trick or treat and interact with people, but maybe trunk or treats are the way to go. I also know a lot of harvest festivals. Sometimes people outside do trunk or treats, and they. It's. I guess you're in a parking lot, and it'd be outside, so that's good. And cars would be a couple of car spots apart. And you lift up the trunk, and then decorate the trunk area with, can- and then you know have a candy bucket or something. So instead of going to a house, you go to the trunk, and you trunk or treat. But yeah, this is you know interesting. I've I've seen what I think are so cute is I've seen skeleton stickers or something that are the profile of the skeleton that you put on the driver's side window or the passenger window, so it looks like a skeleton is driving the car or riding in the car from the side. That's kind of cute to me. I love that. Yeah, I would love to see photos if you have a photo of a past trunk or treat or you have a photo of your car decorated for christmas or easter or thanksgiving i would love to see that photo and if you get it if you do it later we'd love to see what you come up with Allison, let's talk about some of the safety if you decorate your car. Um, what about lights? Lights, you know, people like lights at night. What about lights on your car? I love the idea of putting lights and adding them to your car. But um, you do to make sure they follow local laws. And I believe those generally 
from what I hear from car friends and everything, you're not supposed to drive down the road with lights on on your car that are not the ones that are already built into the manufacturer. Um, you're specifically not supposed to have flashing blue or red lights, and um, which is very highly illegal. So there's a follow within the guidelines. I believe when your car is parked, you can do anything you want. You can light it up like a tree. So that's what I see at car shows a lot of times is they they don't drive around with the lights on or the, any kind of flashing colored lights or changing colored lights. But when they're parked, they can have it decorated any way they want to or they can turn on their wheel lights or you see that often or their um, undercarriage lights and then have them glowing. So I think as long as you follow the the rules of not driving down the road with your lights on, you can do whatever you want. I love technology and the adhesive technology that has developed the magnets or clings, you know, uh, instead of bumper stickers now, a lot of times you can put a cling on your car where it'll stick, but you can also, you know, easily remove it. What are some, what's some good advice on, on maintaining your car so that it, it doesn't take off your paint or it doesn't stay stuck on? What are some advice you have about that? Well, one thing you do is uh, wash your car, and you can actually, instead of fully waxing your car, if you want to be quick about it and you don't have time to do a full wax job, is you can get spray quick wax, which works really well for the pretty much the same purpose. And that'll help when you put that tape on there, if you use masking tape to do decorating on your car, for it to come off easier and you can clean it easier and um also using masking tape do not use duct tape i i don't ever recommend using duct tape if you can avoid it um but using the masking tape like you would use in your house to paint with that comes it sticks pretty good but it comes off pretty well and the blue kind or the cream colored kind either one will work and that'll help the the tape come off easier when you're ready to take it off. And so that's just a quick wax. It comes in a spray bottle, and you spray it on, and you wipe it on there, and you just um, spread it out with the cloth until it kind of dries. And maybe a couple coats of that, and you're good to go. That's pretty good stuff. I would imagine it... it you don't if you want to decorate your car it would be hard to decorate the car you know drive somewhere decorate the car undecorate the car get in the car and drive so it you know it might be helpful to have it where you could it's drivable but you'd want to make sure that you can use your windshield wipers that you can get into the hood you can get in and out of the car safely one thing I've seen around uh, December is people putting wreaths on their grills. Is there any kind of what? What should you worry about that? Does that worry? Does that affect the air intake of your car? Uh, be careful about that. But generally speaking, it's not going to hurt anything. You're still getting enough air across your radiator, especially in these cooler temperatures. You don't have to worry about it as much. 
but the main thing I would see is to make sure it's secure. It's very secure on there. Um, I was actually driving down the road, and some people had the car decorated with pink balloons for breast cancer awareness, and they were flying off all down the road. So just make sure everything is secure and maybe don't use balloons for your decoration and, and don't drive it down the road like that. And just make sure everything's very secure. That's that's uh, important. I love it when folks have those flags. I think you can get a flag for just about any school or holiday where you put in the window and then roll the window up and then the flags fly. But that also makes quite a lot of noise while you're driving. Does it really? I've never had flags on my car, so I didn't, I didn't know it makes a lot of noise. But, yeah, I always like seeing that, too. We have a pro football flag and a, and a college flag. And in the Jackson area, that's how I can always tell when there's a JSU home team because everyone's got the flags flying on their doors. And uh, last thing, my personal advice I love zip ties. I keep zip ties with me, and I love them to to help uh, hold things. And I think zip ties would help your antlers stay on to your luggage rack pretty well. Yep, that sounds good. I love zip ties, too. In the automotive industry, we use them all the time. <laughs> Absolutely love them. We're going to have some more vehicle decorating next. Have you ever put antlers on your SUV? If you have, I would sure like to see it. Send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, please find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. There are no recalls for the week, but there are two bits of information Mercedes Benz USA, and it's 
parent automaker, Dahmer AG, are going to pay more than $2 billion to settle allegations of emissions cheating on diesel-powered vehicles, including sedans, SUVs, and vans. Sprinter 2010 through 16, Sprinter six-cylinder, 2014 through 16, Sprinter four-cylinder, E-Class 2011 through 13, E350 Bluetech, 2014 through 16 E250 Blue Tech, the GL class, 2009 GL320 Blue Tech, 2010 through 16 GL350 Blue Tech, GLK class, 2013 through 15 GLK250 Blue Tech, the M slash GLE class, 2009 ML320 Blue Tech. Uh, a lot of those uh, R-Class, S-Class. So if you own a passer, passenger vehicle that's one of these diesel-powered, call Mercedes-Benz USA Customer Assistance Line. I'll give out the number, but then it'll also be on the information, uh, the digital information for this show, one 800 369 6372 Sprinter owners would call 1-877-762-8267 and then a 17th death has been linked to the faulty Takata airbag inflators an Associated Press report published April 1st pegged Honda with the highest rate of Takata inflators repaired among 16 companies tracked, with 88.8% of recalled units fixed at the time. But by contrast, Mercedes-Benz just had 40.1% of recalled inflators fixed. So bad news for recall Mercedes-Benz drivers all over the place. But you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall, and input your VIN number, or very easily you can just get their Safer Car app. We're talking about festively decorating your vehicle, whether it's parked or you're driving it. We also want to take your vehicle repair questions. Our email is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison, we got an email. This is from Todd. He has a 2008 Nissan Cube. Vehicle sat for several months during coronavirus lockdown without being started regularly as it was running great when I parked it before not being used for so long. The engine now starts, but the engine won't accelerate. Was thinking uh, to do the throttle bottle body butterfly valve may be stuck. Thank you, Todd. Do you have any suggestions for Todd and his 2008 Nissan Cube that will start but now won't accelerate? Um, he could probably do that because it wouldn't hurt to clean it anyway. But I would like to know if there's a check engine light on or, you know, get it on the computer and scan it and see if something weird is coming on. 
Um, sometimes you can get codes into your computer or get an idea of what's going on with the computer by putting it on one of our expensive diagnostic computers and they will give you more insight into what's going on with the vehicle. You can look at live data, that sort of thing. You can look at the, the throttle body position sensor and see what angle the throttle is open and and it you know it should show a percentage of, of how much it's open and that sort of thing. Um, something you may want to check is uh, the linkage to from his pedal to his uh, car, if it still has a throttle pedal cable. It may not, and it may be electronic throttle. If it's electronic throttle, it could be something with the sensor or the electronic throttle position sensor that, that reads the position of the throttle body and that's acting up so there's a few things that could be going on with it so as far as him fixing that himself it's that's a it sounds like a computer problem and it, it might take him having it towed to somewhere to have it diagnosed properly unfortunately it's not as simple as it may not be as simple as cleaning the throttle body out, which I kind of doubt is what the problem is with it. You may want to look further. You may want to test his battery too, see if it's died on him. Charging the battery could get something started and get get it going again. Maybe the charge has gotten low, and somehow it's affecting the throttle of the car. So those are a few suggestions that that he can try if he's listening. Or, you know, I can do the email later and send him more information on that. But I've never heard of a car that would crank that's been running fine and then not be able to accelerate at all. So I'd have to look into that further to properly diagnose it. But those are some tips that may help him out. I love it that you at least give folks a direction to go in. You, of course, can't fix a car over the phone or over the radio. So I, I love it that you're able to give folks some direction on which way to go with their car. Here's another email, Allison. It's from Jerry. Jerry says, good folks, I've bought some full synthetic 5W20 oil by accident when my car calls for 0W20, is it okay to use it? It's, it's not the end of the world if you use it, but if you can, you always want to use what the manufacturer specified for your vehicle. Um, so you may want to go ahead and turn that in and return it and get the 0W20. So the 0W20 is the full synthetic and he's saying he bought full synthetic but it's a little bit different weight so he might want to but I don't think it's going to do like damage or anything like that and and if he goes ahead and changes it on his right interval and everything like that he should be good to go excellent we want to take your vehicle repair questions but I also love talk about decorating because i just think it's hilarious although most of the time i don't make the effort myself but it pleases me to see others do it one looking at some of these photos online one suggestion is you you have witches legs 
with little witch's booties and a little witch skirt, and it's hanging out the trunk, uh, a closed trunk, like you've closed the trunk on the witch. I like that. And that reminds me of Dorothy um, in The Wizard of Oz, where the witch got smashed by the house. Right, <laughs> right. kind of duplicates that, so that's... That's a good image. <laughs> and I guess the Wizard of Oz is a popular theme. I also saw on one of the trunk or treats uh, a Wizard of Oz theme where you lift the trunk up and you put a rainbow on the trunk lid up and then maybe some emerald green buildings. And then on the ground leading towards your car, you make a yellow brick road out of you know, cardboard or carpet or tape or something. Oh, nice. I like that. It yeah. would be nice to hear from some listeners if anyone wants to call in that's doing their, their trunk or treat. Um, and I think you mentioned that in the first of the show to get some some ideas in. Because um, I'm kind of considering doing it myself this year because there's multiple trunk or treats going on. I know for sure that's happening, whether actual trick or treating is going on. I think most people want it to, and maybe just a few are actually going to do it. So that may be more spread out than it has been in the past, and maybe individual neighborhoods are more, some are participating more, and some are not. So that, but the trunk or treats are definitely going on. I know being in the car world, I'm hearing about trunk or treats all over the place. And there's actually some car shows. I know there's a, drag race going on in Collinsville, Mississippi, which is about an hour and 15 to 30 minutes from Jackson area, and that's not too far away to go and have, they're doing a big old Halloween celebration with drag racing and some other little races with the, with the kids in their, in their little automotive uh, cars, and so there, there's a lot of things to do going on. And, of course, I get most of my information from Facebook, so I'm seeing a lot of stuff in my feed about different things happening in the area, and um, all of it looks like a lot of fun. So I, I figured I, I need to participate in something this year. I just got to pick which car I'm going to drive. Oh, pick which car I'm going to drive. <laughs> well, if uh, we'll look around and, and put some of these events on the information for this page. And if folks want to let us know about their organization's trunk or treat or a business that's going to have events, uh, car events for the rest of this week, we would love to let folks know. We'll put it on our website. We've got a call. Let's go to Harry in Pascagoula. Hi, Harry. How are you doing on the coast today? Beautiful day down here on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. I got a question for Allison. All right. Where are you, Allison? Where where I'm located in the Jackson area. I actually live in Brandon, but I work in Jackson. And why are you not on the Mississippi Gulf Coast doing a live remote from cruising the coast right now? Huh? What's up with that? What's wrong with PBS not sending you down here? You should be live and on the spot down here. It's crazy. It's wild. It's amazing. Harry, we're oh, a state We're a well, state ahead, agency Liz. and they're not letting us in. They barely let us in the building, but uh, with COVID, they're not letting us take uh, the show on the road. But uh, uh, 
that's a lame excuse, Allison. You should be down here. You should oh, I agree. We went last year. We didn't go to cruising the coast, but we made it to viewing the coast, and we had a booth set up, and I walked around and met people and promoted the show. And I had a fantastic time. So I, I do hate that I'm missing it. I've, I've actually got some a, a family croquet tournament thing going on this weekend that I'm going to. And with the weather, the inclement hurricane weather coming in, I know that's kind of going to maybe throw a little hitch in the things for cruising the coast. But they're... But if I'm correct, it's the this is the first weekend, and there's still next weekend. So who knows? I may end up down there. I've got a lot of people that want me to come that I met last year that actually messaged me to see if I was coming this year, and uh, and I you know I yeah. told them not. I didn't have plans for that, but I agree with you. <laughs> it's been great so far, but this is uh yeah this will be the second weekend coming up. It started last weekend, huh? But uh, it's been amazing, okay. and I want to invite anybody who's listening on the radio that's down here to send their pictures to uh, to the because there's a lot of decorated vehicles and a lot of classic cars that are decorated for Halloween this year. And uh, so send those pictures up there to Allison and her webpage uh, at Mississippi Public Radio and uh, share those pics. Thanks. All right, y'all, y'all have awesome. a beautiful day. Thanks, Harry. We appreciate it. Yeah, remember you can find Allison on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Allison is the Lady Auto Mechanic. And our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison, I did see that uh, Cruising the Coast Autocross gives they uh, had ride-alongs. They give Adrenaline Junkies a thrill-seek. The B.F. Goodrich Share the Ride cars drove through maneuvers and let some of the cruisers see what it was like to steer high-performance cars. Ooh-wee. Yep, that sounds right up my alley. All right. I'd, I'd like to drive and be a <laughs> <co> driver. <laughs> Our email address where you can send your questions or your car photos is auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to be talking more about your car repair questions and ways to decorate your car for the seasons. What is an unreliable car not to buy? We'll get to that in a bit. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. For listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio, Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. We hope that you have downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. 
thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Consumer Reports gave the label never buy to 30 used cars. Today, we're going to caution you about BMW 5 Series, vehicles manufactured for the 2008 through 2012 model years. In November of 2016, five Series models from 2011 to 2012 were recalled for potential fuel leaks and stalling issues. Electrical systems and power equipment also figured prominently in low reliability scores. Please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car, suggests Consumer Reports. CarComplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. If you're interested in reviews of new cars, check out Casey Williams with WFYI and on YouTube as at Auto Casey. His review this week is on the 2020 Dodge Charger Hellcat Widebody, and he had some fun uh, talking about that car. We've been talking about safely decorating your car. Email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org and your photos. We're going to go to Casey, who has called in from Tennessee. Casey, what you got for us for autocorrect today? Thanks for calling in. I just thought I might share a little something for the guy with the Nissan Uh, it's not starting after the COVID lockdown. No, it did start. It started fine. It just didn't accelerate. Yeah, well, yeah, it didn't accelerate well. Something gets in the cell box. Mice or something, something sticking for a long time and could cause it, you know, not to breathe well and it just can't accelerate. So, check the cell box. Check, check the tailpipe, Casey. We're having a hard time hearing you. Did you suggest that the cube owner check the tailpipe? Yeah, check his exhaust there. It could be a nest or something from a mouse or wasp. Or who knows? Fantastic. That's great advice. Uh, yeah, anytime your car sits, you need to, to check it all. Thank you, Casey. We appreciate you calling in today. We also have a call from Chico in Oxford. Chico, tell us a story. What have you got? Good morning, y'all. Well, I wanted to tell y'all about a small way I've decorated my vehicles over the decades. It's been advantageous. But I also wanted to tell you about how I used to decorate other people's vehicles and have lived to tell about it. You know, being a good Mississippian, I'm an old Miss fan, and living up here in Oxford, it's, we, we, of course, we go to New Orleans a lot. And in the 70s and 80s, you used to go down there to New Orleans and Baton Rouge a whole lot for music or to see Ole Miss play or et cetera. And, you know, those people down there, those LSU fans, bless their heart, they don't care anything about their vehicles, and they prove it by putting LSU stickers on <laughs> So being a good person that I am, before going to New Orleans and Baton Rouge, I used to always go by the bookstore at Ole Miss and get a couple of those big block red, white, and blue Ole Miss stickers. And I can't believe they used to do this, but we'd go down there and just broad daylight, I'd see a car with an LSU sticker. 
I'd plop an Ole Miss sticker right on top of that LSU sticker. I can't believe it. You did that for years. I never got killed or anything. But I did, you know, improve the value of their vehicles, so. Oh, Chico. Oh, Chico. MPB disclaims that advice, especially in an open carry state. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you how I used to decorate my vehicles, and any deadhead will tell you, um, to have a small steal-your-face sticker, or a big one, somewhere on your vehicle. Now, steal-your-face is the symbol that um, symbolizes the Grateful Dead, and it's a skull with a lightning bolt, and it's red, white, and blue, just like Ole Miss. And um, I have found that if you have a sticker like that on your car, especially out west and up in Canada, that if you're in distress or you look like you can need something, people will come to your benefit by they say, I saw you just your face, can I help you with anything? Or we have some extra watermelon, would you like some? That, that, that kind of thing, that's, that's always been a good thing. Love the ideas. Now, that one I could get behind. Thank you, Chico. We appreciate you calling in today. We've been discussing putting uh, wreaths on your car, putting antlers on your car, putting a dead witch coming out of your trunk. We're going to take our last break. Uh, We're taking your car repair questions. Send us those emails, auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Expensive cycle. Insurance, gas, maintenance. Let us help break it by turning that car of yours into public radio. If your car is more work than it's useful, donate it to us. We'll pick it up, get top dollar for it, and use the funds to bring you more of your favorite shows. You might even qualify for a tax deduction. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. And what's in the news? Allison, our good buddy, uh... Our friends at the 2020 Renaissance Eurofest in Ridgeland have rescheduled to the weekend after this coming one, the 16th through the 17th, Friday and Saturday, 
Friday, they're going to have drives departing from Memphis, the 16th, and New Orleans coming together at the Renaissance in Ridgeland at 3. And then Saturday from 10 to 5, the show is at the Renaissance in Ridgeland. It'll be open outside to European marquees, no registration fees, and it's free to the public. Right, and I'll be there judging the show again this year. So if anyone would like to say hey or keep an eye out for me, I'll have on one of the judges' shirts and be running around looking at cars. But, uh, yeah, for all of our friends that are at Cruising the Coast right now and everyone who may be driving and evacuating from the coast, remember to fill up your car with gas and make sure you've got all your hurricane preparations because we've got the weather coming in this weekend. Let's go to the phones. We've got a call from Todd in Louisiana. Todd, thank you so much for calling into AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for the show? Yes, ma'am. I just sent in a, an email earlier uh, for Allison. I have a, two, a 2008 Nissan Cube, and unfortunately I let it sit up for about four or five months, and I started it and just let it idle. But a few days ago I started it and... Um, it will accelerate, but it'll only go from idle to about to about 1800 RPM. It is a electronic valve, bot, valve body, and what I was thinking was maybe the butterfly in the throttle body was stuck because it will it, it does respond to the accelerator. There is a a um, engine light showing up, so I did not check the code yet, and I was wondering maybe if you could point me in the right direction of what I should maybe take steps first um well for anyone listening when you have a check engine light come on that means that you have a code set in your computer on your car and you can go to any auto parts store and have that code read i would need to know what that code is well, being that, it's sat up, being that it's set up, that, like I said, once the engine warms up, you can actually get the accelerator to go up to about, I mean, you can actually get it to accelerate the engine up to about 1,800 RPM, and then it'll go back down to idle. So the throttle body is not completely stuck, and I was wondering maybe if um, the um, idle position sensor, you know, which is supposedly, from what I looked at, is built into the side of the throttle body i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent because i haven't investigated it yet but i do have a code reader i just haven't the the, the vehicle's at a secondary home and I, I didn't get back out there you know in the past few days to to double check it but i, I do, so in other words what you say is probably go ahead and read the code and then kind of go from there definitely and it, it doesn't sound like it's in your um the the chance of it being your throttle body sticking after it's already working somewhat is not the case uh, okay. or, or chances low. And um, it may be in limp mode of some sort, mm-hmm. which well, may be a program to get out of. You had also mentioned maybe the, the, the level of the power of the battery. I mean, I know really at peak, you know, your battery's supposed to be like what, when it's charging like 14.2 volts or something somewhere in yeah, there that's right mm-hmm. now if the battery is really low it was it was almost dead when i first originally started it and i put it on charge and like i said it cranks right up with no problem but 
once you warm up, you can only get to about 1,800 RPM, and then that's it. So that's really not even enough to put it in, in drive and go anywhere, maybe back up a few feet, and that's about it. Another thing you can do is a visual check and look over everything and see if you have any wires that have been eaten up or anything like that. And since it sat there, you could have had um, a rodent of some sort get in there and eat on a wire or something like that happen. Mm -hmm. So you might want to kind of look around for any chewed wires or anything like that. And okay. um, that's a, another suggestion. But if you want to, you can go ahead and read the code. And then email us at auto at mpbonline.org, and we can uh, help you diagnose it further from that if you'd like like to do that. Maybe oh, that would be great. Now, another question. I know that whenever you change a, a throttle body out, an electronic one, it, you have to you have to reteach it, and it's an accelerator and, and ignition key procedure that you have to go through. Could it have lost its place? It could have and just need reprogrammed. That's that is likely. I mean, everything I've looked at, you know, online and so forth. It's like a 15-minute process of turning the ignition on and off within a few seconds and pressing the accelerator. And I thought, well, maybe being that the battery was almost dead, it had lost its, you know, its its programming or whatever you want to call it that 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 sets that in the throttle body. Right, and that may have put it into limp mode. I've, I've kind of got a feeling it may have gone into limp mode because it's not reading correctly. It's reading a little bit, but not correctly. So you might want to try that relearn process. But but before you do all that, I would recommend checking that check engine light code and seeing what code is coming up first, and that may point you directly in the direction of what's going on with the vehicle. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you for, for all those tips. Like I said, I wanted to to um to ask you and see what you thought would be kind of the first step and go ahead and read the code and then see what it says I, but i didn't know if i should go ahead and and clean the throttle body with with cleaner or not um, right so mm -hmm. well well thank you for taking my phone call i really appreciate it and y'all have a great rest of the week okay you too thank you all right thank you and y'all have a good day bye-bye Thanks, Todd. Uh, we've just we got a couple minutes left, Allison. On we've got another email that would like your opinion. I don't know how your uh, your physics knowledge is. Wilma wondered why does the tire needs air light come on when the temperatures drop. Oh, that's a, a common problem when the temperatures drop and also batteries start going dead because they have to work harder in the cold air to work. But what happens is the air contracts in your tire and it can contract up to uh, average probably about 10 PSI. So it can be a drastic difference. But something for people to know out there, your tire pressure light can come on if there's only a 2 to 3 difference PSI than what it is specified as needing to be. So those temperature pressure systems are very sensitive, and it doesn't take much for them to come off. So basically in the wintertime what's happening is your air and it is contracting as it gets colder as does everything that um when gets when things get colder they contract and 
and that's exactly what's happening in your tire and you just need to check all your tire pressures and and air them up and get them back to spec um we have a couple more minutes left for decorations i i just i'm just so excited i love that things getting decorated here's one if you're not a halloween fan and but having your truck bed now this would be stationary at a trunk or treat kind of place but just have it looking like a, a hayride with some bales of haze and pumpkins and fall chrysanthemums that would be hey that would be really pretty for a, a having your picture taken by that's a good idea i like that Another cute one is a Finding Nemo theme where they they take the trunk and this was in picture was in an SUV and they filled it with different colored blue and white uh, balloons and then had some green streamers hanging down and had some tropical fish pillows in the back. Nice. That's cute. And then for some of you sci-fi fans, they uh, had a Star Trek one where they had black fabric and then had some battery-operated white lights inside and then had some cutouts of robots and then a sign that said, May the Force be with you, and had uh, some lightsabers that were turned on, kind of crossed in in the back trunk because, I, I don't know, my son is... Oh, goodness. He was born in 93, so that I guess that he'll be 27 this year. I don't know how many lightsabers we have in our house. There's tons of them, but, and uh, some with the batteries. So having uh, lightsabers for a Star Wars theme would be cute. I like that. I'm a Star Wars fan, so I really like that. <laughs> and then another just good all-purpose one is you lift your trunk, and then you use some uh, white poster board or something to make teeth on the top, and then just get a red tablecloth spilling out, and that looks like a tongue. So it looks like you've got the jaws, uh, you know, the teeth-eating tongue, and then just have some candy in your trunk. So it looks like the candy's in the mouth. That wraps us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our call screener was Java Chapman, and our board engineer is Michelle McAdoo. So for Allison, remember, she's got lots of interesting stuff on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, The Lady Auto Mechanic. I'm Liz Gill, and we hope you join us each Thursday for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.